tuned in to the Cosmic Combos Podcast, your number one source for accurate, relevant, and thought-provoking astrological conversations in the podcast nation, the place where stars and minds align. Peace. You're now tuned into the Cosmic Convos Podcast. I'm your humble host at Root, and got my good brother here, Brother Ra. How you doing? Brother, you know, taking it a day at a time. How about yourself, King? Hey, man, like I said, man, trying to get better every day, you know, trying to take it to the next level, and, um, you know, trying to get like you, my brother. <laughs> well, it's left hand and the right hand thing. That's what we're doing here. Indeed, indeed. But before I get far too far i want to remind you all make sure you like and subscribe to this channel and make sure you hit that notification bell or whatnot and uh share this with your people man let everybody know what we got going on over here or whatnot and as usual this episode is brought to you by push it forward media group calipusha astrology and our good people over there on patreon (laughs) big up to y'all or whatnot i'm trying to do my little camera switch over. Let me move to the side to side real quick. Or whatnot. Big up to y'all or whatnot. You know, if you want to find us on Instagram, you can find us at Cosmic Convo. That's C-O-S-M-I-C-C-O-N-V-O on Instagram. And from there, you can get to all the different links. You can get to my personal Instagram. You can get to the website, everything like that. Brother Ra, how can the people get a hold of you? Uh, via IG or Facebook, it's uh, Shechem Ra, or you can hit me up. My email at calaparushaastrology at gmail.com. Indeed, 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 indeed. Big up to that. Big up to that. Or whatnot. So um, here we are. We at episode 13 of season five. Or whatnot. You know, uh, we meant to, you know, drop this episode on Wednesday, but, um, you know, life happens. We have a lot of, had a lot of different things going on, but we didn't want to leave y'all hanging. So here we are on a Saturday. Or whatnot, man, during the daylight, you know, uh, this is a good look. You know, I'm pretty sure some people might, you know, send some hints about that. Rob, what do you think about doing a, <laughs> considering a Saturday more, a Saturday early day slot for you, <laughs> for your person to drop in these episodes? What do you think? Hey, you know, we get in where we can fit in. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, it's nice. It's a nice break from the monotony. You know what I mean? Right. Um, you know, you got to be flexible. Can't be stuck in, you know, condition behavior patterns. So. You know, I'm with it. I'm all for it. You know, a nice Saturday where people might have the time to, you know, roll with it in the car or, you know, uh, sit back and enjoy while they might be multitasking or even just, you know, be able to enjoy it fully, full heartedly instead of us being, you know, in the evenings when a lot of people might even be ready to go to bed. So it's a nice, it's a nice change. Definitely. Indeed. I mean, it even looks brighter. I mean, like, because uh, I, was, I was joking on the last, not the last episode, but the episode before the last or whatnot we was <laughs> we was we was super late into the night and you know for you all that don't know we we are in uh what two time um two time zone difference 
or whatnot, you know, dropping these and stuff like that. So it's much later to me than what it is for Rod. So sometimes, man, I be over here like <laughs> about to <laughs> or whatnot. Brother be but, here, uh, be like, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, and stuff like that. But um, you know, it's all good. We'll 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 talk offline and see what we can do or whatnot. But it is a, a good little switch up, you know what I'm saying, from what we've been doing or whatnot. So big up to that. Indeed, I want to you know want to send a special shout out to everybody who's watching this live. What up? Big up to y'all. Make sure you drop your comments in here. Make you make sure you subscribe if you haven't subscribed yet, and um subscribe to all the channels that you see in the content family, including the Calaparusha Astrology Channel that my brother here, um you know um my brother Ra got over here and stuff like that. He got some things coming up, so make sure you subscribe there as well or whatnot um but yeah you know um what do you you know what's your feedback on the last episode we just dropped episode 12 that was you pretty, been getting? that was a pretty good episode man i know it was lengthy you know it was nice to have a brother one of the students one of my students here nice change up you know so yeah, big different. up to him yeah shout yeah. out to him for yeah. sure yeah he definitely was all into it you know um a lot of good knowledge drop a lot of tech you know that's a nice way to really um, honing on the technique of applying Varga charts as far as um, astrology is concerned. So it was definitely, um, I thought, a very good episode. And we covered a lot of ground and we used some great examples. So I got a lot of positive feedback for it, definitely. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Yeah, you know, the D9, you know, I know when I was, you know, first picking up you know, um, Jotish and stuff like that. You know, I was a little confused about the role of the D9 chart. I knew it was, you know, an important, you know, divisional chart, but I wasn't quite sure what it meant, you know, and um, took me a while to kind of just look at my chart and look at a bunch of other charts to kind of start putting it together and seeing that it wasn't quite what, um, you know, it's, it's been, you know, the way that's referred to in the classics. I guess it it could be, it just depends. You have to you know, adjust your mind to that time period when those things, you know, came about and, and really understand what they really were saying, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And because we live in, like I said, you know, a society where, you know, um, we um, are out of touch with what right. you know, is intended, uh, I would even say, you know, by the universe, then we have to kind of augment or apply it from the perspective of where we currently are standing. And so, you know, it is a relationship chart and we're going to talk more about that here in the next, you know, in this season, we're not going to just leave it out there, right. Just kind of floundering and saying, well, how come they're saying this? We will show you how to apply it, but it's not applied in the general consensus of a, a relationship or a mate. And that's just because um, <clears throat> we're not living in a society that is that is disciplined or has enough fortitude enough around really having long-term committed unions. You know, if you ever wonder how do you see so many different marriages in a chart, and you know, and you can see various ones, but people are people have become uh, serial monogamists. You know, they'll just mm -hmm. go out and other person you know cast them into the wind and you know hope for the best right the grass is greener syndrome as they say 
Right. Um, that's not the way this chart is designed. That's not the way, you know, the Supreme being has it in mind. It happens because we can see it happening. But all saying is everywhere you go, what? There you are. Right. right. So you, know, you kind of trade one partner for the next and you still get some issues or some problems. And so mm-hmm. it's probably it's just wisest to really say, you know what? What are these things that I'm dealing with? And of course, there's always conditions where, you know, it's warranted to exit the, con- the connection. It's abuse, you know, in, um, high levels of infidelity, um, you know, you know, various things that can take place that would really cause you to say, you know what, it's time. But there are times, and more often than not, when you should endure, when you should fight through, when you should carry the torch, when you should. Um, take one on the chin, as they say, right? Um, you know, when you should, you know, try to move through any difficulties that happen so that you can learn kind of, you know, what this is all about as far as spiritual development is concerned. And that's just not the modality of people today. Most people don't get married for spiritual development. And that's the real bottom line. People are not marrying to become better beings. They're be- They're marrying for other reasons and if you're looking at the d9 chart it is a chart that is about your development and spiritual growth right so, so that and that that's that's the key difference right there is that it's a it's a it's a um a chart for spiritual relationships yes yes exactly not not just relationships in general spiritual a relationship in the context of spiritual development that's right and so if you're not looking at marriage from a spiritual development perspective, I said it would be better to use the D7, right? Right. And that's where it's really going to help you because then it's more carnal. Then it's about the children. Then it's about transactions. Then it's mm-hmm. about interacting with each other on an, equi- on, a, on, a, on an equitable level because the D7 holds that promise. It holds the promise of children, but the children are the byproduct of what marriage is and so uh, the physical side of marriage right right the spiritual side is your dharma your purpose how you overcome challenges and and in and inequities right because Mm -hmm. every person is going to bring you something that they're they're missing something and you're missing something how do we best complete each other to continue our our growth and our development that has nothing to do with a with carnal or conjugal or physical transactions. Children come out of a physical transaction, right? Now, if you're spiritually oriented, then you can create spiritual children out of those transactions. But most people are having sex. Most people are making love, as they say, right? No one's sitting down meditating with each other and say, sweetheart or honey, let's bring in an ancestor. Let's incarnate a higher order being. Let's bring in some children that can change our our community and our situation that's not the conversation usually it's usually we got drunk right we went out on the town and came home and i ripped your clothes off and you ripped my clothes off and we got it in and we woke up and took pregnancy tests and now you're pregnant that's kind of the order of the day usually but if you're consciously creating someone that's the d9 right if you're right. consciously involved with you know sitting down and saying okay when's the best time to do it right not only just what to do but when to right that's conscious creation and that is when the d9 can really hold the promise of what it said as the relationship chart right but 
other than that, you know, you're just, we're just out here. And here's the thing, right? You can still see the negatives, right? You'll still see the challenges in someone that doesn't hold those tenets, but you're going to also see it in their spirituality. You're going to see it right. in their practices. So there's, that's why we use it that way first, because if I know that you're loose as far as your your principles are concerned and what you uphold as far as your 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 um, your regular what we call sadhana, then I know that you're going to treat the relationship and the, thus for thus forth the same way, right? You know, it's, it's interesting because you hear a lot of you know, um, especially Indian you know um, Vedic astrologers that say, you know, the the Navamsha chart, the D nine chart, doesn't activate until after you're twenty eight or thirty or so. Mm-hmm. I've heard <laughs> you even forty, right? Yeah, right. right. But that's why. But that's why they, they whether they know that's why they're saying that. That's why, because before that time period, you're not even, you're not even there yet for real. You know, you can have a lot of knowledge in your head. You know, you could you could have an orientation that you know kind of you know kind of gives you a natural inclination to kind of functioning and what everyone views as a spiritual kind of lifestyle, but you don't have the life experiences all the way there yet to be, you know, hundred percent like on the battlefield of, you know, uh, develop, developing yourself spiritually and stuff like that to even, you know, be even see what that chart's playing. And you can see it, but you're not all the way in the game yet until you get into that realm, that that next phase of life, right, right, and you know, everyone is has their own kind of special path, you know. Right. We all have a general path where we're trying to become, you know, um, higher order beings, you know, self, have acquired self realization. But each one of us has an individual path, and so just like we all have five fingers, we also have a fingerprint. So right. you know, that spiritual path that you take. It could be that the marriage is connected to someone that is going to teach you about your sexual your sexuality, right? Mm-hmm. To harness those things, to use them as an engine to your success, right? And mm-hmm. not be the litmus test of your success, right? Um, it could be that you're with someone that you know is very opinionated, right? And you become you're very opinionated and being a very intellectually oriented individual, right? And that path of intellectuality, right? Which some call yan yoga, right? Uh, G-N-A-N-A, right? Yoga, right? Or G-Y-A-N yoga, where it's more of a mental approach, right? You're still going to see that in the dharmic path and in the relationship, right? They're going to be one and the same because you're going to get somebody that's going to test your what? Your intellect. Right. right. You're going to get somebody that's going to test your mind, right? Your mental, and I say min- mind is in your left brain syllogistic Cartesian logic capacity, right? Because you're so smart, right? You're going to get someone that's just as smarter, if not what? Smarter. Smarter. To right. test that. So each one of us has our very, you know, you could be very, um, what they call emotional, right? And sensitive, and, you know, you feel everything. And, know some people will call that bhakti yoga right so you're going to get someone that's going to test your sensitivities but in life you're still that's still your spiritual path you just get someone that kind of incarnates that so that you can take a look at how you're functioning on that path that's the essence of the d9 indeed indeed because of that
Well, um, you know, shoot, you know, uh, with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into today's show of what dot, you know, um, this has been an inter- interesting to- topic, you know, and, um, you know, those of you who, you know, be, you know, out on the YouTube streets and just, <laughs> you know, in the world of philosophy and different things like that, you may have, you know, come across some concepts and one concept is like this concept of archetypes. And of course, we know that there's a bunch of different type of people that manifest in the world. Um, but, you know, especially in the modern world, they try to, you know, um, take the different personality types and, you know, break them down into uh, simpler categories. We did that as well, but I think we were a little better at doing it than, you know, the Western world um, is at doing that. Um, but you may have come across this, con- you know, this concept about um, the three archetypes of men. Right. And I'm not talking about like man, like, you know, like mankind or whatnot. I'm talking about like literally like the male gender. Right. Or whatnot. Um, You know, there's these three main archetypes that, you know, um, I can't remember who who came up with this concept. I'll I'll look it up in a second. Um, But they, they came up with this concept of, you know, there's three types of men. And basically there's a rogue man. okay, a rakish man and a refined man or whatnot. And, you know, some of you, you know, if you, you know, check out Kevin Samuels or different people like that, you may have heard them refer to this or whatnot. And I think he may have made a comment about it and said that, you know, in today's society, the only way that the Western world views manhood is through the eyes, through the, the, the category of the rogue man, right? Like if you're not a roguish man, then it's almost like not viewed as being a masculine man, <laughs> or whatnot you know um and i just kind of like sparked something in my brain because i was thinking about you know something how that applies you know in the science of jyotish and the astrological sciences and um you know we can we can kind of see that unfolding in um a, a certain category of um you know astrological signs where these concepts kind of play themselves out so that's what we're going to talk about today the three archetypes of man not saying that there's only three archetypes of man but we're going to leverage that, you know, that kind of um, symbology um, to talk about, you know, um, kind of what it's pointing at, you know, from an astrological perspective. So um, let's, let's get into that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, <clears throat> um, you know, the fire signs are really kind of what harnesses and really focuses on the masculine aspect within right. astrology. Um and you know, masculine signs, of course, um, especially especially the fire signs, which is the most masculine, right? You have also air signs, which are masculine as well, right? Um, but fire, you know, it's that kind of genesis qua of, you know, um, having the ability to stand up, right? Be noticed, take charge, right? Be deliberate, right? What the kind of classic rendition of a man is right and you masculinity masculinity you know yeah, at its right. finest yeah at its best right um you know when you look at the fire signs it really exhibit you know and and i don't want people to get this because this is not just is not gender specific because fire signs you know you could have a woman that's sagittarius that's in it as i'm sure my good brother knows right <laughs> right right or, right. or sag moon yeah sag energy right it's not just you know 
Oh, we lost you for a second. We lost you for a second, my brother. Bear with us one second, people. Yeah. See how he's going to come out and come in. Peace to everybody in the chat. You know, um, definitely let us know your comments, any, any, you know, insights or anything you have um, about this. Let us know what you think, different things like that. All right, sounds like we got our, our good brother back. Boom, we can hear you. How are we doing? Good, solid, perfect. So, you know, um, Kevin Samuels, and I just want to tie it into his kind of statement, right? Because mm -hmm. um, he has a very black and white purview of male and female gender roles. And like I you know, we've talked about him previously, right? Um, he definitely has some um, correct statements, right? When it comes to you know life but it's sometimes a little skewed because of maybe his experiences or um, his lack of kind of integration with african spiritual principles but right. there, the truth of it to some degree is you know um that rugged kind of masculinity right a lot of us and you know in the culture, when we talk about rugged, right, we could also, and, and there's two sides to this. Let me make the positive and the negative kind of split between the two. The ruggish, right, would be, um, you know, the person that is not afraid to get their hands dirty. Right. right. Um, you know, That's and the that one gamut. That, go over, that go, goes over the hill first, you know, goes over the hill first and right. catches them arrows, come back and be like, Yo. right. They're deep over there. <laughs> they shoot. They, they, they shoot and they <laughs> right. Exactly. You know exactly. Um, you know that type of that type of man. Um, you know because society is actually leaning less away from that kind of man, and um, I would even say it's almost considered now to be um, It's borderline toxic almost. If you you know what I mean. It's almost society has gotten to that point where we've left because we come we have become so technologically advanced to some degree right right um because we've gotten away from the kind of um industrial or even um the way of life where we have to kind of fend for ourselves on a regular basis you know it's becoming more where this type of man is considered toxic and again, it doesn't necessarily mean that, but there's a thin line, right, between when we talk about the ruggish and the roguish, right? Right. Right. The ruggish is the type where, you know, he's the protector, right? Mm -hmm. um, he's the uh, fighter, right? He's the um, the warrior, right? He's the, the soldier, right? He's the mechanic, Right. Even the, the mechanic is kind of like this type of person, right? Just, right. Hands on. 
hands on, right? Just gets into it, you know, gets dirty, ain't worried about how he looks, right? To others, right? <clears throat> and will be able to kind of push forward in regards to just any type of action that is, you know, masculine in nature. Where right. the other side of that is roguish. And because a lot of, because society has to have duality, you have that type, <coughs> excuse me, that is um, the villain, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the bully, um, um, the um, the abuser, right? You know, again, you know, it's a thin line, right? And I think Kevin Samuels tries to do a job as much as possible where you know that rugged type of man, right, is considered quote unquote, you know. The man's man, right? The the man that men, I guess, apparently look up to or try to emulate as far as manhood is concerned. But as we're going to talk about here, there's another couple of types, right, that can diverge from that and still be very much considered, you know, manly. Um, right. I think he, you know, like, um, I think that's, I mean, you know, you just, and especially, I think... Cause you got to think about it like this too back in the day when i think about like my father's generation and everything like that like you know pre-hip-hop right you have men that could sing you understand what i'm saying and singing wasn't viewed as a feminine thing you right. understand what i'm my saying point, yes my point yeah <laughs> you understand what i'm saying you know brothers that get you know they'll get clean you know what i'm saying and, i mean people get clean today but, you know, when I think about my dad and my uncles, you know what I mean? I'm from the Midwest, you know, like Cleveland. You know, and my, I, if you're from Cleveland, you got a lot of family, Chicago, Cleveland, Chicago, that Midwest type of old school, you know, what they would call like a player. You understand what right, I'm saying? Right, We're going to talk they, about they, that too, though. <laughs> we, we got them locked in, trust me, right? Right. You know, it was a different, you know, it was a more, it was a broader spectrum of what you see today. And I mean, it's, it's like you, you mentioned, it's kind of, you know, fading a little bit, but, you know, especially up until this point, definitely from the 90s up until, you know, 2019, 2020 and stuff like that, you know, you know, we went through a real heavy phase of everybody was like, you know, there was a rugged, you understand, like a, you know, pants sagging, you understand what I'm saying? You feel me like a different, you know what I mean? It was just a a different aura that you had to always be on, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I don't want to say the wrong thing, right? Because uh-huh. we are on YouTube, right? But, right. you know, my era was, you know, when you were from the streets, that street element, you know, you had, you know, Dickies, right? Right. But they were creased, right? Uh, you a West Coast guy. Yeah, you know, you had... That was rocking creases in Cleveland, too, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you had, you know... <laughs> it, it was a uniform that you almost even wore, right, to some degree, right. right? Where now, skinny jeans, right? Yeah. You know, um, just it's just different, right? And, and I don't want to say bad or good, right? It's just 
if you wore skinny jeans back in the day, right, there was a whole different conversation going on, right? If right. I walked in with skinny jeans in my high school days, they'd be like, <laughs> "Well, well, it depends. What, what, what year was you in high school?" I graduated in '92. Okay, you might maybe '92 was right then, but if you was like in '88, '89, you might you you would have got away with skinny jeans because there 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 was only skinny jeans. <laughs> it it went as in like in the '80s, like you know the jeans. Because I remember there was a while before you couldn't even really find like real live baggy jeans. Like you had to take Wranglers and almost make them into baggy jeans. But everything that was available, like your your Levi's and all that stuff like that, they was it was uh, for all practical purposes skinny jeans. But we just you just wore them different. You didn't wear them like you know what I'm saying. Like when you 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 look at N.W.A. any of the early rappers, all those all them were wearing skinny jeans. But they it, it's the 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 way that you wore the skinny jeans. You understand what I'm saying? That that I think changes yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, we cuffed ours on the bottom inward, right? Uh -huh. uh, we creased it to where the cuff would stay inside. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it, it depends, I think, on where you're from, too, because like you said, you're from the Midwest and from on the West Coast, right? We really don't, you know, it was just, you had that kind of cliche-ish uh, hood look. You know what I mean? It, it's just very much... You know, white Cortez's, you know, <laughs> it just, it was a standard look. So, and we just, now it's just a free for all to some degree, right? You wear what you want to wear, you wear how you want to wear it, and it's to be accepted because everyone has, you know, um, their say. And, and even when we talk about this, we could even go so far as to look at it from perspective of when I was a young man, right? You had winners. And you had losers, right? Right. Yet you had a, a a pecking order to where you either were on the top, and then you truckle down from there. Now everybody's a winner, right? Right. Everybody. Topically or like superficially, everybody's a winner, but it's still uh, those uh, those pecking our, orders still exist. Our societies, <laughs> you see what I mean? Right. Kind of. Um. You know. One second. So, per society's kind of um, approach to it, definitely, right? Now, you you know, you get a ribbon no matter what, right? Right. And field day, if you were the ruggish type, right, the athletic type, right? And again, like I said, the ruggish can span, span outward from many different purviews, right? There's different ways of doing the ruggish type. Right? You have the athlete, he's the ruggish type, football player, basketball player, you know, even, you know, might even be tennis player to some degree, right? That's the ruggish type, you know, and that's where right. we can look at the fire signs to kind of gauge, you know, that type of, you know, um, part of prototype in man. But, you know, I think that's slowly dying to some degree because, like I said, society is... And again, we have to be careful in labeling people because there's so many variances that were within the construct of a human, right? You know, you have a chart that has all kind of different placements. But, you know, when you do see that particular Aryan model, you see it, right? Right. It's undeniable, right? It's carte blanche, like this is what it is. And so you can see it displayed in 
society on multiple levels. Um, you know, you, you, your police officer, he's the kind of rugged type, or if he's, you know, crossed that line where he's lost his integrity, he becomes the bad cop, you know, but there's still the cop type, you know, or hero or protector type archetype. And so, um, you know, the fire signs are great ways to gauge that. It's the way it's a way that's just, that the universe has set up so society has, you know, things that are pegged to fill a role and need. Right? We do need these type of brothers and even, you know, type of men that help uphold that kind of standard. Uh, and like you said, back in the day, it was more prevalent to be that kind of individual. But also you have others that were, you know different as well you know i when i grew up um i was surrounded by the the the, the, the rugged type right i mean right. i'm i wouldn't consider myself as such right but it was more that's the type that you know get off the porch right mm-hmm. go you know ride your bike you know get dirty you know come back you know get into trouble sometimes because that energy it's fearless. It doesn't have any, it doesn't know boundaries. It doesn't know um, consequence, right? It has to learn by trial and error. So that type of rugged type, you know, I was pretty much, I was surrounded by it. I'm not considered that type, right? Cause we're going to talk about the other types in just a second, but it is, it does hold some weight. It holds, you know, some merit as far as these particular types of um, attributes that men can hold, right? Not to say women can't. Again, this is not bias, but we're talking about Kevin Samuels, and we're talking about kind of the purview that has been um, prom- uh, promoted amongst um, several different manospheres, right? Uh, I don't know if you don't. I know my brother knows manospheres, but those of you that don't know, uh, manospheres are kind of like where you have these kind of enclaves of men that talk about manhood. Right. And this is kind of the current theme that has been discussed through these manospheres or these kind of groups of men that discuss manhood. Right. What type of man are you? You know, how do you size up? You know, are you the rugged? Right. Are you the rough? Are you the down and dirty? Are you the one that's going to take, you know, kick butt and take names? Right. Or are you the rakish or are you the refined? Right. And all three are definitely the type. But, you know, just understand that when you look at it, when you really look at the through the lens of astrology, you can definitely see it in the Aryan type of individual. Indeed. Right. Um, what do you think about the rakish kind of disposition? What what's your call on what, what where, where, where are you feeling with that? What what's your. Uh, your your. So, you know, based on kind of like the definition you know, of course, to me, it's like um, somebody that's kind of. All right. Before I even say that, I look at this more of like a um, more dip more than a type of man, but a type of masculinity. And, I, and, it, and it almost can be viewed as the type of phases, a general outline of the type of phases that, um, you know, a man can can go through in life. You know what I mean? Like you might start off you know, a little bit more roguish. You understand what I'm saying? And then, you know, when you get a little bit more mature, you can 
you know, you could pull off the the kind of rakish type, the more, you know, kind of like, you know, you you you're like a little bit dangerous. You understand what I'm at that point? Like you mm-hmm. you know, you got a little bit enough to be a little dangerous. You understand what I'm saying? Like you you're a little mature now. You know, you might you know have you know some stripes on your belt a little bit now, and you're kind of you know kind of testing your you know your, your yourself in the world. You know where you stand and stuff like that, and then. You know, after all those experiences, you kind of culminate into like a more refined person that can probably tap into each one of those. But your general presentation is a more refined, you know, kind of fire. You understand what I'm saying? Type yeah, of man. Yeah, 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 you know, mm-hmm. yeah, or whatnot. Um, yeah, you know, that is true. Um, that's kind of um, the schedule that many. Um, many men can be on you know and to some degree it does happen in a natural way uh, but sometimes i think we get we can become rigid oh yeah yeah yeah. not now in today's society i don't it's think not, right <laughs> i don't think i don't think we're doing that on mass no <laughs> right yeah. you know, i think that's the great the grand ideal right for us to become you know um, that type of individual but um you know life has it as such that you know a lot of times and you know one of the things that you and i both know is when you approach the same different situations with the same mindset right right you're going to get a result that's usually failure right Um, right and that's what life has it as such that when we are locked into these archetypes, right? When we're locked into being just rugged, you know, I don't know how to respond in a refined way, right? Right. I don't know how to respond respond in a um, je ne sais quoi type of uh, uh, way where I can move you without you being moved, right? Knowing knowing you're being moved. Um you know, we just get locked in or some of us need to be a little more rugged. Right. Right. And we get caught into the kind of, um, you know, like you said, the singing type, right? The mm. the lover, not the fighter type disposition. Um, and sometimes you need to be the fighter, you know. And, you know, I think women want in relationships all three, you know. They do to some degree, right? They want the man that they know. Somebody comes to the door or comes busting in your house late at night, right? The rugged is going to come out, right? You know, right. Um, he's going to present himself and very well, right? And be able to handle business. Um, and they want to be able to have it to where, you know, if they are going to, let's say, a business party, you can, you know, definitely be presentable, well articulated, you know, well articulated. You know, um, mannerable, sociable, and also they want it to be when you're alone, right? Or when you're off, you know, in in amongst you know the societal kind of interactions, you can be the one that shines, that um, has the kind of ability to put on a show, the ability to um, attract others, and to be you know um, special in a way. So you know. I think women want all three types and it's it's 
it's reasonable, but is it? It's not. Is it? Is it probable? Right. It's not. To to kind of to your point, because I mean, you know, if you're black and you're in America, you know, I say about according to the studies, about eight times out of ten, you're raised by your mom, <laughs> right? True. And you know, from my experience of primarily being raised by a single mother, I think you know, single mothers, especially if she's a you know woman who got a good head on her shoulders and stuff like that, you know, she wants you to be like the more refined type, and you know. Um, I had I had an experience coming up where, you know, my mom, you know, I had I had like these ruggish tendencies. You understand what I'm saying? But she was always trying to, you know, so like I, you know, I had a um I had asthma coming up, you know, and like she used to always try to keep me out of sports and, you know, she worked a lot. So when I was in the fourth grade, all my friends were like older than me. They was like seventh grade, eighth grade and stuff like that. And, you know, came fall time, everybody signing up for football. And, you know, my mom, I've been I've been begging my mom to play for play football since I was like five years old. You understand what I'm saying? She never would let me. So I just thugged it out, went by <laughs> went by on her back, got a Ford signature, signed up for the middle school football team in elementary school. She didn't know until like the first or second game of the club. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, you you're 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 trying to get, you know, especially black men that, you know, a lot of what you come up in. It's trying to push you in a certain direction and you kind of have to, you almost got to, you're almost on your own and finding, you understand what I'm saying? These, these different kind of masculine expressions, you have to almost go get them. You understand what I'm saying? Because sometimes mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're born in the situations that try to, you know what I mean? Like you don't always get the full exp, uh, masculine expression, you know what I mean? True. In today's True. world, from my opinion, you know? No, no, you're right. You're right. Um, I think, you know, if we really look at the African model for manhood, I think you had a good point earlier in that. Um, and it's not even, I want to say African, I think just traditional societies, right, have it to where you're, it, life is designed in that way. You go through and you get it to the point where you um, have a rites of passage, you know, that's the rugged archetype, right? The rites of passage, facing your trials, you know, learning courage, you know, um, adapting to your circumstance to make the best of it to where you overcome any adversity. You know, that's the rites of passage, right? And I think, as you were saying, that's that part of you that was calling forth to come to that realization that, hey, I can do this. Uh, you know, I can handle it. It's nothing that I can't do. You know, and sports is one of those. I mean, and I say sports is a good way to do that. You know, sports right. is an excellent way to do that. You know, you meet men, young men that are, you know, rough, tough and dangerous. You know, you shoulder to shoulder, you know, elbow to elbow. You fight your, you know, your opponent and you come out either winner or loser. But you at least know, right? You know, we, you're right. You know, you're right. <laughs> that's that's kind of the modern day rites of passage, right? Yeah. In the positive sense, in the negative sense, it's gangs. You know, <laughs> it's yeah. the same thing, right? Right. <laughs> you got a team, your grip, your blood, right? Your disciple, your vice lord, right? Your whatever. That's your team, right? 
and you fight for your team, right? You go through and they tough and rough you up, right? See if you can handle yourself, right? If you can, you're on the team, right? Right. Of course, this is play for keeps oh, instead of playing ball, right? But it's the it's the and that's why I talked about that rugged archetype with the positive and the negative, right? Yeah, I mean that right. you you brought up an excellent point as well because I got another story when I first moved to Atlanta, and um, in the neighborhood I moved in, you know, um, we you know I mean I had been going there for a couple of weeks and stuff like that, and then all the older cats was like, you know, we was getting off the bus and they was like these were much older than us, you know, we elementary and they were like you know they had to be like ninth grade and stuff like that, and me and I guess whoever the top ranking youngest. <laughs> little kid in the neighborhood it was like y'all got a scrap man <laughs> you understand what i'm saying and they circled around us and stuff like that and you know you know we had the box or whatnot you know what i'm saying and you know after that point you know i was i was respected in the neighborhood <laughs> you earned your respect right right <laughs> um you know so that's kind of the first stage and that's an excellent way to put it is that you know you've learned your kind of way to do things and then way to do things as far as getting things done right right you know? um but then there's another stage in traditional societies where now you have gone through your rites of passage you've proven yourself you've you know fought the lot you caught the lion and killed him right or you know you you faced your opponent you've overcome your trials whatever it is right um and then you become a regular part of society <clears throat> you are now considered someone that has the ability to reproduce, to add to your, your communal group. You know, you stand out whatever in whatever field or craft that you, you know, you're in, or you're a farmer or you're uh, make textiles or, you know, you kind of get some, you know, not refinement, but some, you gain pride. You gain that kind of ability to, you know, be separate and individual, not from the individual, from the group, but an individual as as a person, that you're not just a robot, you're not um, an automaton, you're not <laughs> out of control, right, right. type deal. Um, and automaton. then you get that aspect of life where now <clears throat> you've lived, you know, the majority of your life and you're settled down, you're more you have a lot more understanding and you can apply both types equally right and you have a balance and someone actually said i think uh, michael tanner talks about uh like the thomas rogers and Sartre. it is like that to some degree in fact that's a very good way of putting it right um right. but um you know you get to that age where now you're an elder or you're a, what they call an og Right. Yeah. Right. Um, you you gained not only the respect and the, but the wisdom and the knowledge and experience that comes along with life and teaches you when to apply things and when not to, and that's the refined aspect. That's really when you become a whole man. Right. Um, but again, right. That's the ideal. Right. That's the that's that's the 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 way it would be done if we were in a balanced and equitable society but we're not right we don't really know rites of passage we do instinctively 
and that's what I was talking about that kind of sports and type. But you know, a lot of men that's we, I know a lot of men that stay in that line, that 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 thought process. You know, they know every single player's stats on the team. Mm-hmm. That was high school. Uh, I'm like, how do you know this stuff? Like, you know, they're caught <laughs> in rugged time. You know, you know, they're they're out playing ball like as if they're replaying the football game and this is what i would have done if i were you know uh you know terrell owens or if i were you know whoever you you can tell i'm not a sports type person but um you know they do that and i'm talking about men that are my age and even older right that still are in that rugged competitive aspect and so that's why when you look at a chart and it's variables, right? You can look at it, and it could be Mars conjunct the moon. It could be Mars in the ascendant. Right? It could be a lot of Aryan dispositions. Um, it could be Mars conjunct the ascendant Lord. You know, it, it can be different ways that it comes out. But Mars will have its say, right? It will have its, its impact to make sure that that rugged energy is played out to, to the T. So, you know, we get into the rakish. Rakish is, you know it's more refined right Mm -hmm. it's more of the ladies man right it's more of the kind of romance i don't say romantic Uh, that wouldn't be a good word but it's more of the type that can you know um really put on a good a good show uh, put on the airs of you know looking nice you know sharp to death you know the rugged man don't care about looking nice right right this one the rakish looks more you know refined not he's not refined but he looks more the plays more that part you know right where he has a suit and tie he has the cologne right got a little jewelry on right he knows what to say how to say where to say when to say it you know and he kind of pulls in more like that sun type of attribute more t- like that leo energy he kind of pulls things in right? right he attracts things where the rugged is going to do what he might club <laughs> you and take you home with don't him, right? force it <laughs> right right now you're gonna go out with me right we're gonna go to like you know so the rakish is you know he's got more of those leonine type dispositions um and leo you know, it's the sign of performance, mm. right? It's the sign of shining. It's the sign of, you know, the arts. Not to say artistically in a sense like making things, but acting, you know, mm-hmm. being a star because the sun is nothing but a what? It's nothing a but a star, right? Right. Being the star of the show, being the centerpiece, right? Walking in and, you know, commanding the room but not in the sense of force but in the sense presence of, of presence very well stated right that's the rakish right mm-hmm. and you know kevin samuels he's you know like i said some of the things he says are correct it's just it's limited right it's mm-hmm. just limited in his approach because there's much more to it than that of course we could talk about every other element and they still would fit some other bill Right. regards to the type of manhood but fire because it's that element of manliness right that's where i think he he and a lot of other manosphere type individuals have locked men into right right um 
you know, the, the rakish is, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't have to move you in a way that is um, overt. It's subtle to a degree, right? You know, it's smooth. It's de- that's they call debonair, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You're Billy D. Williams, right? <laughs> yeah. Right? For y'all, you're old enough to know who Billy D. is, right? Billy D. was he was the Denzel back in the day, right? Right. Right. Billy D. was the man. You know, when we talk about Lady Sings the Blues or, um, you know. <laughs> Billy D. Billy D, you know, right? Code you know, 45. The first thing I think of, yeah, that's what I was about to say, man. That's the last major thing I think about, Code 45. And uh, right. he was an undercover brother playing a similar role that he played on the Code 45 commercial. As right, right. <laughs> but smooth as butter, right? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, women at the, in that era, you know, would trip over themselves to get to him. Um, now it's Den- and even Denzel's fading out too, right? Right. I think you know. I don't know who would be now, but you know, probably um, the chicks like they like um, Idris Idris Elba. Idris Elba, right? And Idris kind of got a little ruggedness to him a little bit. You know, I think he. I think he's. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think his moon is in Leo as well. Not mistaken. It wouldn't be surprising, right? I think I think his moon is in Leo. I gotta pull it up to verify, yeah, but he, I think so. He he doesn't I, I wanna say a little bit, you know, when compared to Billy D, right? Right. You know, Billy D is like, you know He's smooth, he's like the like he floats, you know what I mean? Is he walking and float, you know? I mean almost excellent example and 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 he doesn't have any Leo placements because most people think he does, but he doesn't actually. Obama, right? Obama's the rakish kind of individual. He's refined yeah. too, right? He's got some refinements, but he's got that gen, you know, smooth as butter, you know, hit you with a smile, you know, and you know, just make make you know make women titillate and you know, oh my gosh, he's so handsome, you know, that type of energy. So you know, the rakish. You get some of that because he's black though too, man. You know, he's first first real black man that they let you know rise up in the political stage true, like true, that. And, true. and black people generally have a just an overarching reputation of having that smoothness. Like true, a lot of times true. You, you know. yeah, we do <laughs> right. Yeah. What do they call it? Um, what's the name for it? Um, uh, that's why. Um, Swag. Swagger. Yeah. yeah right. He's got swagger to him. And that's what right. Rakish is, having that swagger. Right. I mean, having that, you know, you 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 come in and you know how to move and how to shake amongst the best of them. And so, you know, we could see a lot of that type now, um, especially like, you know, in the entertainment field, because that's where they really shine the most. Right. Um, but politics, politicians can also be this as well. Right. Especially in America. You have to be. You gotta get votes. Right. <laughs> it's a show. You gotta get you gotta you gotta put on the show, right? You right. definitely do, right? You can't come in with the rugged tight disposition and think Sometimes you, you depend on who you are. Yeah, true. I mean even you know, even Because Trump. But he's Leo ascendant though. But he's 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 uh he got moon, Mars Scorpio, and Leo Scorpio, too though. But he got Scorpio Moon. And Mars and Leo. Right. Yeah. So he says, "Grab him by the, you know." Like, yeah, he's roguish, man. I mean, he's he has a a bit of rakish to. It's it's an acquired. I guess if you're 
you know what I mean? If you're in that world, like you, you that's like a lot of you know people who a lot of his supporters, they view him like that. You understand what I'm saying? So True. I guess it's 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 environmental. Is yeah, that's the also context you got to put into it as well. But overall, though, man, he 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 he's pretty roguish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That Mars is aspects the moon as well. Yeah, I said Mars is gonna play itself out, and you know, but but the Leo. He tries to present that in a way. You know what I mean? Right. He tries to cover it up with the suit and the tie. Right. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, we, we put together the um you know, you, you like my vaccine? Yeah, you know, my, my vaccine is doing is doing good. You know, we, we put that together, you know, right. they did a real good job on that. <laughs> you know, he, he, yeah, the way that he exactly. talks about it, you know. <laughs> exactly. My point my point being, right? So um you know, that rakish energy is, um, like you said, it, it's, when you look at the sun and anything that does with the sun, Leo, even the fifth house to some degree, uh, people with a lot of planets in the fifth house or planets that deal, they, they have a politician inside of them to some degree, right? Mm-hmm. They have that part of them that wants to um, interact with people on a certain level. Right. And you think about it, the fifth house is opposite the 11th, like Leo is opposite Aquarius, right? It, right. You have this kind of need to be in a centerpiece and to be received by others, right? right. Which is that rakish kind of energy. Um, you know, also, also um, that rakishness, and we talk about the positive and the negative, right? It can be, you know, um, I don't want to say narcissistic, right? And I, I, that word has been beat down so much. Nobody knows what it means. They're just I, saying, I, I mean, <laughs> they're just saying stuff. Anybody, you know, that, that, oh, you're, just, you're a narcissist. <laughs> it just has been beat down to the point where almost anybody that has any type of offset or disposition, you know, you're just narcissistic. But if you understood who Narcissus was, everybody has something, some part of them that is narcissistic, right? Narcissus just means that you fall in love with yourself, right? How many women, I don't get a topic of men, but how many women are narcissists to some degree? I know Practically I every good. Instagram, every Instagram model. Oh, my God. Thank you, I mean, brother. Thank you. Right. <laughs> That's narcissism, right? <laughs> That's what it is. I mean, you know, people take this word and it's a word. When I was a you're, you know, old enough to I didn't even hear that word. You know, it's just not not word. in the not in the context of dealing with regular people, no. No, it wasn't in vogue like this. Now everybody, you're a narcissist. You're a narcissist. You're a narc. Like, what? Like, like, do you have a planet in your chart called the sun? If it's in there, you have some area or way of being narcissistic. If you have right. Venus, you have narcissism somewhere, right? You could be narcissistic about your writing skills. You, I'm the best writer or I'm the best hairdresser. That's narcissism. When it becomes egotism, right? And that's, I think, a better word, right? Mm-hmm. Egotism right? Because you become so magnanimous to yourself 
that you forget and don't consider others as equal or as important. That's just the ego, right? I think I think it's more of a thing today's time because we live in you know a so-called democracy where it's supposed to be the people. You understand? It's supposed to be the masses. You know, and you know when someone you know attempts. I mean, it's it's a it's a crazy di- dichotomy because nobody really rises in the West without you know. Um, having a level of like I guess self importance or something like that. It doesn't happen. Right. But people hate it at the same time. There's they love a love it, hate relationship. Yeah, but they it. hate it at the same time. <laughs> yeah. It's a love hate relationship. And as soon as right. you cross the line where you say something that is unlikable on one depending on which group you're dealing with, right, right then you become a narcissist. Right? Yeah. So, you know, but if you were to say of the three it would be the rakish type, right? Mm-hmm. The egotism, right? The one that doesn't, you know, that doesn't hold regards in regard to others' perceptions of himself or herself. He doesn't care. She doesn't care in the sense that they're more self-important. And that's the dark side of it, right? Right. Just like you have the rugged and the roguish, right? You have the rakish and the one that will kind of be, you know, self-aggrandizing, right? Self-sure, overly sure, right? And, you know, it just goes with the territory, right? Right? <laughs> good, good point, Kumaran uh, Kwexi. Narcissist is a concept that represents the psyche of white people. If we embrace then then that's due to colonization. Exactly. I mean, it's a it's a it's a concept that comes out of modern psychology. Right? right. And if you understand psychology, they're just trying to corner or uh trying to characterize or categorize a person's disposition, which that's what astrology is in the first place, right? Right. You know, when they catch up to the reality of what they're trying to do, astrology has been this done, been there, done that, got the T-shirt for it. Now, it is interesting that when we talk about Donald Trump, right, in the sense of the the negative side of rakishness, he does have Rahu what? Conjunct the sun. Conjunct the sun, yeah. That is a telltale, right, sign of, like my brother said, egotism, right? It's inflated beyond right consideration it becomes inconsiderate right mm-hmm. it becomes um you know the rakish gone bad becomes to the comes to the point where they really can run roughshod over others because there's no one that can equal their ability or um or, or um talents and we always know there's what's the old saying there's always somebody what better, better than you Right. So, you know, it's a thin line. You know, we do want to have that part of us that has a, a, a sense of pride. Pride is not necessarily negative is when it becomes too much. Then you have a great fall. But what proper pride and healthy pride is proper, right? Because you should have some, take some um, stock in your abilities and be able to show and prove that you have a skill set that, put you on par with others 
as far as your abilities are concerned. Um, that's the rakish type of man, right? He's sure of himself when he walks into the room. He knows, right, that I can get, I can get a glance, I can get a glare, I can get a look, I can, I, you know, in the sense of opposite sex, I can get a woman, right? In the sense of a business deal, right, I can, I can outshine my competitor, right? Not in the sense of roughshodding like the rugged, but in the sense of being able to produce or perform, right? That's right. the rakish aspect when we talk about those three types, right? And it's a good thing to go watch Kevin Samuels and watch that video um, to to hear to hear what he has to say about it and compare and contrast what we're presenting to you from the astrological purview. Because speaking, I don't think we 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 put the correspondence with the roguish. Um, I don't think I, I don't did, did did we did we. We talk about Aries, yeah. Okay, I don't know. Yeah. I thought I thought we missed that. Yeah. Yeah, I mentioned Mars, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. We talked about you know the headstrong warrior type, right? Oh mm-hmm. yeah, we definitely covered because Aries is that prototype, right? Aries is the type that just doesn't you know it's gonna f- it's a fighter. It's it's the person that deals in you know overcoming obstacles um, that is. And the negative side, ruthless, right? But right. on the positive side, you know, um, a protector or um, very valiant. Yeah. You know, so yeah, we definitely covered that. I maybe yeah. didn't mention Aries as much. And right. the reason is, is because I want people to kind of start to think about that as an astrological underpinning, right? Yeah. That Aries is within, you know, and even within Aries, you have subtypes. But right. Aries overall, right, is that rugged or negative, roguish, right, yeah. type of individual, whereas the sun, Leo, is the rakish, right? Right. The one that can <clears throat> walk in um, a business meeting, right, even may even be, what are they, the rakish is the one that is, what's the word? Um, uh when he's late, what's the what's the statement? Um, fashionably late. Fashionably late <laughs> is the rakish, right? Yeah. And if you think about it, it's a it's a strategy. If everyone else is there and I come a list, maybe five minutes late, all eyes on what? On oh, me. <laughs> especially, a, man. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a trip. Yeah. Go ahead. Never mind. If, especially if I <laughs> have something on that I want you to notice, right? Right. If I'm making something of a statement, you're going to look at me and it's going to be in your mind. Oh, who does he think he is? Right. Oh, he just. Or the, the other side of that, too. There's that side of it, but there's the other side of the rakish wanting to. Um, wanting to play by their own rules, but not like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, That's you know what I mean? Wants to, exactly. kind of, wants to control the situation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or whatnot. Yeah. My point exactly, right? Yeah. I make the rules, right? Or mm-hmm. I'll bend the rules, right? Mm-hmm. But it's and it can be done in a positive or negative way, right? Right. If you do, if you're in that position, if you are in com if you're if you're in the if you're in the business world, right? Mm-hmm. Business, not in the private in, in the in the sector that deals in um 
taking, you know, advertising or um, uh, sales, you know, things like that. If you're coming in and everyone else is there and you come in five minutes late and it doesn't happen often, you know how to do it right. 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 You come in and you sit down and everybody and it's almost like everybody shifts. Right. To say, oh, he's late. Right. Mm -hmm. Then guess what? Right. That's going to be when you when it's time for you to make your statement and you know you have that confidence, that self-assuredness that I'm going to I'm going to rock this right when I make my presentation. It's going to also be when that presentation is made, it's going to stand out in their mind because although, yes, it was late, he, he, he killed it. Right. So it's the level of doing it. And that's the you know, that's that part of being rakish that you know how to do it right not yeah. where you, you use it and abuse it right mm -hmm. you know how to do it just right to where it works in your favor but again then it could be the control freak issue right right it could be like nah you know every time and you know you could and the thing is you could be the boss right right and the boss could abuse it there it's a it can be an abuse of power right right in the sense of you know the rakish type of individual where you know womanizing mm -hmm. right that's an abuse of power right right i know i i'm handsome right i know i got the gift of gab right mm -hmm. i know I, I got you know financially got it somewhat going on right and who wouldn't want me right then yeah it can be an abuse of power right right so you know um Definitely something to consider with regards to, you know, that rakish type of energy, right? right. Where this is something that um, can stand out, right? And that's what rakish wants to do anyway, right? Wants to stand right. out from above the rest. Right. Um, getting into the refined, you know, um, this is the type that is more, you know, it's there and it's noticeable but probably the least celebrated probably, today it, it's going to be the least of the three and <clears throat> um being the least of the three right it doesn't mean it's the less of the three right right it just means the approach is quite different because the refined aspect just really holds holds it down to where um you approach things from a cool head, right? You cool, you calm, you cool, calm and collective, as they say. Right? You want to tell you something about that? Um, we're in Boys in the Hood. What's his name? Furious Styles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of people. It's hard for people to relate to the to the refined, especially when you're your your hardcore role. But you remember when he was out there at that empty lot. And he was over there pointing, you know, he's like, man, you see there's a liquor store right there and there's a gun store and they're trying to look, and it was like, he caught the attention that time, but usually they're looking at him like, man, he come over here with the, <laughs> here go furious, man. He think he everybody daddy, ain't that what uh, Trey said over here? <laughs> he said, he think he everybody daddy. <laughs> right, right. That's definitely the refined character, right? Right. You know, um, making sense of things, right? Um, but you know, having, you know, the rakish can be hot. They're all hot. They're all hot. Mm -hmm. 
but their heat hits you in a different way, right? Right. Aries hits you to where it it burns and right you recoil, right? Mm-hmm. Rakes hit you to where you don't recoil, but you you sidestep or you avoid, right? Mm-hmm. And refine hits you to where you almost don't know you've been hit, right? Until you think and reason and add up what was being said or done, right? right? And it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, it's, I don't even say smooth because rakish can be the smooth type, but this type is just more where it, its expression is it's, profound. It's right? like a chess game, almost. It's a chess game, exactly. You, you've been moved into a position, you don't even know what, you, it's too late, right? Right. It's almost like, wow, I didn't even realize that's what was being done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, 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 the rugged is the hard nosed player, right? Right. And the rakish is the quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. And the the refined would be the coach. Right. Right. Excellent. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. You know, it sees things from a much broader and much bigger perspective and can use and articulate things in such a way that um, it can move people by sleight of hand by by being in a um, mindset that it doesn't have to use force the forces from the thought process that's been already you know created much much prior to or much much um, well before right? you even engage it right it's already thought of things that you're going to say that it's going to say and it's going to say in light of you know it's already steps ahead that's the refined aspect and um you know like i said we were talking previously um this comes with experience this comes with you know testing the waters having gone through being those other type of types and realizing how to walk that fine line you know it's a like i said refinement is that fine line it knows how to do things in a way that it really doesn't have much resistance right? not in the sense of uh others not being able to be moved or be swayed by it. now there's a negative side to this though right and the negative side is really having a disposition where you are refined and you do know right but sometimes because you know you know so much you don't actually implement what's known right it's almost you know you're you're to the point where you're so refined you you miss the opportunity and that's sagittarius by far right because it's it, you know sages have to find that fine balance that balance between being all on or being off it's a multitask type energy right and so um it's easier to do things in the sense that it's already knowing what it's going to do but it's literally implementing and doing it in a consistent way 
that's where that energy can falter to some degree. But it less it because remember we're talking we're talking of the astrology principles here. It's an it holds an arrow. Right. right. So it, yeah. It's gonna oh, go it's gonna yeah. try to hit its mark. Right. right. And it has to repeat things a few times, but that refinement is gonna eventually hit the mark. Right. Right. You know, that refinement is gonna know next time i'm going to do this and not this and i'm going to add this and subtract this and i'm going to swing this and push that right so that's the refinement it can adjust right it can keep that energy to where it's just right right whereas the rakish right it can burn and hurt people's feelings and the rugged can hurt you physically right <laughs> right just Right. It can it can, you know, produce a physical effect where now I'm it's complete avoidance, right? The rakish right. can produce avoidance that's tempered and the, the refined, right? It's harder to get burnt by them. Just because, you know, it's just not overt. It's just not um too condescending. It's not to the point where you can't you can't at least handle it. Right. But it can be judgmental, though. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It can put yeah. you in a box. And sometimes it has to learn that, you know, it's several boxes that people can check off, not just one. So, you know, refined is really like we talk about that Sagittarian energy, right? Mm -hmm. That it's it has a horse and a human. Yeah. It has that type that can rear up and ride and the horse it can make the horse do tricks but the horse can also have a re, a recoil right to where it needs to know okay if i hit the horse this way right he won't trot to the right or trot to the left he'll just he'll he'll buck so you know right and that's the, that's the refining aspect it's the subtle kind of okay now i'm gonna do this and i'm now gonna do that you know what i mean and again it hits its mark one thing about Sagittarius energy is that it will accomplish its goals. It is ruled by the planet Jupiter, right? Which is luck, right? In the sense of what we think of as luck, right? Right. It's opportunities that replenish themselves. And if you get opportunities over opportunities, you eventually get it, right? You eventually get it. You know, so the refined types are just not as. Um, they're more, they're less noticeable, and they're actually even I would say not to say Sagittarius is less, but the type, the archetype, is less. Um, it calls less attention to itself. It's like a professor. You know? That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Right? You know, professors don't go around saying I'm a professor, but if you talk to them, you know they you're will. talking to a. Yeah. Whereas the rakish is gonna say. I'm the man, right? Yeah. <laughs> You'll know it when you meet a rakish one. You may not right. know that you met the refined unless you're engaging, right? Unless there's an opportunity for that door to open. Sometimes they'll walk right by you, right? You right. don't even notice. Not a rugged, you will know, right? He's he's gonna make <laughs> himself known too, right? Get out of my yeah. way, right? Don't step on my toes, right? You in line and you supposed to be in line, hurry up, right? I got things to do, right? 
Whereas right. the refined, he may sit there, just observe, measure, calculate, and produce no physical effect. But once you get to the point where you turn around, you might be talking to him. And you're like, man, are you a professor or something? Actually, I am. Right? Are you a teacher? Actually, yeah. I am. Right? Are you, you know, they may have a wealth of knowledge about something that you just don't even think about. How do you know all this stuff? Well, I'm an expert, right? Yeah. In X, Y, and Z, right? Oh, wow. Or I'm a lawyer, right? Or I'm a doctor, right? This is your refined type. Right. Um, you know, again, and right? they don't draw attention Lord. to themselves, but once, you, once you're in their presence, it's undeniable. Yeah, and you speaking of that, I know I brought up Furious Styles, but Lawrence Fishburne, especially after like his first his earlier roles, he always kind of plays a he always plays refined. I mean, like Morpheus, um, the professor from um higher learning. Um, of course we mentioned Furious Styles. Um but what about Deep Cover though? That's what I said. Oh yeah, yeah, I, later. I, I yeah, said later. Yeah. His later roles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like Deep he, he, Cover he, though, right? No, no, no. Yeah. And, and King of New York. King of New York. King, he, oh, he King of New York was ruggish to the core, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> that was Larry. That was Larry. Larry Fishburne yeah. back then. That's Larry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 What now? He he actually went by Larry Fishburne back then. <laughs> right. You're right. You sure did. Right. So yeah, and he played that role well. Right. Right. I mean, you know, um, interesting because he played in a movie called Bad Company too. Mm. Right? And he played the kind of a refined thug, right? He was a thug, but he was refined to a degree. Um, but yeah, you're right. As he's matured, he's definitely played um, the, you know, Morpheus. Right. That's, I mean, if that's not the, the refined type, I don't know it's what like, is, right? It's like the the the, the perfect <laughs> Sag mm -hmm. energy right there. It you is. Know, general right? with the ability to to be a you know a soldier if needed and advisor and uh, you know the whole nine <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, um always outnumbered i don't know if you ever saw that um he played a he played a guy that was kind of on the lower rungs of society did his time but always you know and he was poor right you kind of consider him like a bum type mm -hmm. hard, homeless but knowledgeable Right. And common sense knowledge too. like, you know, caught this, caught this young boy, told him not to do this, you know, just just the wise one. Right. Um, so, yeah, he's definitely got that that uh, as he's gotten older and more and more more. I mean, he played in Aliens. Right. And uh, even in Aliens, he was the one that was a knower. So, yeah. <laughs> Interestingly enough, you know, I don't see any Sag in his chart, but he definitely has played it well. Right. Um, I don't think I, I don't even I don't, I don't think I've seen that. I think he's got a, he's born in he's borderline Leo. I think he's Cancer Sun, but uh, I don't have a good time on Lawrence. We might might do a, we might do if we can get a good time on Lawrence. We might do him as a as a as a breakdown on one be one of these shows um, to show his skill set. But uh, he's my he's by far my favorite actor. Right? Really? Yeah, I think he because he plays so many. I mean, as he's, you know, because of what Keelan and the B, he was still a, a nowhere there, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm talking about the range of acting, right? That he can go into because um, in Aliens, he played a bad guy, 
that looked like a good guy. He was kind of shady a little bit. So, you know, he just his range. I think he has a really broad range of acting and it's shown right. that throughout his, his career. Whereas Denzel, we talk about him, he's typecast easily. Um, um, just, you know, Morgan Freeman even, you know. Now, Morgan did play back in the day um, Street, this thing is called Street, I want to say Street Smarts. He played a thug for real. He played a pimp, right? But that's the rakish, right? The right. pimp is the rakish, right? If we had to put like a negative quality to rakish, it'd be the pimp, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? The pimp, right? The, the one that's gone bad, that knows how to use just enough force, right? He won't he'll hit you, but he won't kill you, right? Whereas the rogue, the rogue, roguish, right? He's going to beat you to a pulp, right? And you better not do it again. So, you know, it's interesting that we're talking about these kind of different archetypes within mm-hmm. their positive and negative attributes because you can see the pimp through, right, that attribute, right? Definitely so. So um, as far as the rakish is concerned. So, yeah, the 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 refined, definitely from that Sagittarian purview, um, is just that, you know, you are erudite, right? You have that kind of just ability to use information in a way that most people don't. It's not just information, but you can say it in a way in such that it per- is thought provoking, right? Right. So yeah, um, those you know those are your definitely your three. When we look at just from the lock in of the fire energy, the lock in of locking in that kind of uh, what we say Kevin Samuels kind of rendition of manhood, right? Then those are the three that you can look to or kind of attribute with with regards to an astrological purview. Right, and you know the interesting thing, you know, especially if you're looking at ascendant or moon, these signs they look different on women. I mean, they carry oh, some of the same. This, they're, yeah. they're not. They they they, they look they're very. very they manifest differently in women, and very, that's not they're, being they're not, sexist, not even close. But it's just. Yeah. It's just yeah. analysis. Yeah. This is this is just par, the manosphere type of conversation, right? Right. When we talk about women, it's very different. It can be somewhat similar because for mm-hmm. a woman, you got Aries type women. Yeah. Right? You know. The, you got Aries type women, um, you got Leo type women all day, right? Um, there's no fault. There's no nothing. No short changing of these, in regards to the opposite sex. Women have these qualities just like men do, but right. they come off in a way that's. And this is the thing about what I. This is one of the things I really treasure about Jyotish and traditional quote-unquote Vedic astrology, it does differentiate between male and female charts. Mm-hmm. It's not the stock honed-in energy where it's just all charts are the same. You have a variance between the two sexes. And it hones in, you know, Aries women are really kind of more of your fast women. Not to say mm-hmm. that all women in Aries are fast, not to say that, but they're definitely women that will go for what it is that they they want in a man, or they'll attract that too. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Aries will attract the men that 
kind of complete that physical or kind of mental part of themselves where, and they can be athletic too. Women can be athletic, right? You got women that like to be, I know a sister that's got three planets in Aries in the third house. She's former police officer. Right? So Serena Williams' moon is in Aries. Moon is in Aries in the fourth. Uh, ascendant Lord's in the fourth. I think she's Aries Ascendant, right? Aries Ascendant. Yeah, she is Aries Ascendant. I know that. Mars is in yeah. Cancer. Mm-hmm. Right? So athletic, you know, like to work. It likes to work out, you know, wants to be fit and healthy. That's Aries woman, right? Doesn't mean she runs rough shot, but she definitely has a higher or uh, lower threshold for dealing with things from a long-term perspective, especially when it comes to connections of other type of the opposite sex you know they can you know dismiss you fairly easily right um leo women or you have women that are leo that are natural born what we consider um, leaders right that put themselves in positions of authority that are business owners right sorry no her moon is in leo my bad serena williams yeah but there it is right yeah right now that's a double whammy Right, because, right, <laughs> I just think about that picture, man. That picture is just classic, right? Are you talking about when? <laughs> <laughs> that picture is classic, man. He got an Aries woman with a moon in Leo. He didn't know what he was getting himself into, man. He just he got caught up in the web of the beautiful black woman and just. That's it. Right? <laughs> I'm smitten. I'll just I'm stuck. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Um, but you know, Leo women can be bosses, right? You know, they can be, you know, definitely carry the torch as far as putting on a putting on a an a an air about themselves and having a the torch of, you know, commanding, you know. Not not the same as men. Men are gonna have it a little a little bit more extra on it. Right. But mm. it's still there. Right. But it's softer. Right. And of course, we can get into physiology and all kind of different stuff because it's going to be different with, you know, men and women. But Sag is as well. Right. And, you know, right. full well. Right. Yeah. What that is. Right. We don't even go down that road. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> right. Sag is mm-hmm. definitely are up here. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, they're on it. Right. They ain't going to tarry. Right. And they will tell you. Mm-hmm. Right what they feel right they're gonna tell you this is you you didn't eat that uh spinach i made for you last night right and i <laughs> they're gonna tell you right because there can be outspoken right but very right. but very witty you know, sagittarius yeah, yeah, women yeah. are witty right yeah they gotta come back for you before you even start right yeah you know, um, and then when it comes to their outer expression in the world, right, they're the go-tos. People go to them. Hey, can you tell me about this? Hey, I'm going to try this. What do you think? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it doesn't, you know, I'm not, I don't want to differentiate because women do have these qualities just like men do. But when we right. talk about the embodiment of fire energy, right, the male vehicle, the male vessel can harness it and bring it to a level to where it's, you know, it's in its integral role. Right. 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 Indeed. 
indeed. So yeah, I think we we sliced that up pretty well. Definitely. Yeah, y'all make sure y'all share this with others and stuff like that. You know, you know, we're seeing you know it's growing and stuff like that, man. Especially with the switch, man. Um, speaking of that, y'all make sure y'all um subscribe to all the other channels as well, man. Uh, subscribe to Caliparusha. Um, subscribe to the First We Build podcast, Single Dad podcast, Ninth Floor Films. Subscribe to all of them because it's like I said, it's, it is like a you know a content family, man. We're all hitting these things from different angles and different things like that. So if you you like this content, you like you're kind of swimming in this lane of thought, then we got we got you covered on all you know on all um, aspects or whatnot. So definitely make sure you do that or whatnot. But um, you know. Um, I think we, like I said, I think we sliced this up pretty well, you know, so this episode was brought to you by Push It Forward Media Group, Calaprusha Astrology, and our good people over there on Patreon, big up to y'all, or whatnot, and, um, you know, this was episode 13, so um, thank you all for tuning in, and we'll be back next week with another great episode, all right? Peace. Peace.